what is going on y'all welcome back to another episode coast to coast currently filming this monday night we vibing out here uh getting started the week uh got some busy stuff coming up got a gonna go mosh with amine tomorrow night so we'll see how that goes you're but, so uh, lucky bro i love 15 dollars 15 dollars for my ticket bro uh, that's that's a deal, man he's consistent one of the one of the most consistent rappers we got he's he exactly. always drops a good project Hey, well, hey, speaking of dropping projects, bro, we got Donda 2 dropping in Miami tomorrow night as well. Allegedly. No way. I own Depot Wait, Park, is that so. where the, the event's going to happen? In Miami? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Been so everyone's, there, so. everyone's like talking like, oh, like you either go to Amine tomorrow night or you go to Donda. And, or you, wait, you wait, wait, wait. Y'all getting a stem player, though? Nah, uh, my roommate's got one, though. That's really? sick. Those look kind of, yeah. they're kind of sick, though. No cap. Damn. Yeah, That's I don't good. know how to use them. I, I tried playing with it. I, I couldn't even figure it out. But he knows how to use it, and, and it's sick. Yeah, but no, yeah, they're doing the Don, the, the 2 22 uh, release, allegedly. But I'm like, I ain't paying 200 bucks to sit in an arena for him to play it off his iPhone. Like, come uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. You, that's can't trust, fair. you can't trust Kanye. You don't know what he's going to deliver, so – Regardless, though, we got some basketball to talk about. LeBron James, back to the land. Fade away, jump shot over DeJounte Murray. Win the All-Star game, 163-160. Um, great game towards the end of the game. Uh, I mean, interesting stuff. But um, we're, we're going we're gonna to jump. Before we jump into that, we're going to kind of talk about uh, – there's not really too much to talk about the All-Star game. You know, we got Seth Curry going off for 50 points, tons of three-pointers. But um, one All-Star who happened to go out there, I believe, for ceremonial assist, Chris Paul. Uh, star point guard for the Phoenix Suns uh, will be out for I believe four to six weeks with a thumb injury, which will in place make Devin Booker return back to the leader of this team and uh, sitting in a very comfortable what, six and a half, uh, six and a half games in front of the Golden State Warriors for first place in the conference and well above every any other contenders uh, from each side of the conference. Uh, do we think Devin Booker can lead this Phoenix Suns team. Does he matured enough? Carson, I know you wanted to open about this, so take the reins. Yes, 100%. Um, I think he's, like, I think he's gotten even better this year, um, you know, compared to last year. You know, he's improved, you know, the pull-up threes. You know, he's just improved, you know, the shooting a little bit. You know, he, uh, I think he's up for it. I mean, uh, you know, he ha- he was kind of forced uh, to be the primary playmaker on those terrible teams. So, he, you know, he got that experience early, but then he got Paul to help, you know, teach him. And I, I think he's ready. I mean, you know, they got six and a half games on the Warriors. I think they're going to be really, really adamant on, you know, trying to keep that. You know, you want you want to keep that number one seed, that home court advantage, especially for the Suns, who have a really, really great home court advantage. Their, their crowd is really good. And I think he's up for it. I mean, he's been balling this year. I mean, he hasn't really been, hasn't really been talked about as much because the Suns, they're kind of similar to the Heat. They just kind of handle their business. You know, you don't really hear too much about them. They just – they're consistent, man. They're consistent. They, they give you results. And he's been, you know, the last, like, month, two months, he's been, like, 30 a game, like, efficiently, like, been really, really solid. And I think he's up for it. It's going to be tough to see how he handles. You know, he's going to get a lot more doubles. You know, he's going to get a lot more attention now that you don't have to worry about CP3, you know, the pick and roll. But – Nonetheless, I think that extra defensive attention is going to be up for it. He's just basically going to be shooting the same scoring splits. And on top of that, you're adding, you know, the playmaking. I think this definitely sets him up for, you know, getting in that MVP conversation and getting into, you know, maybe like a first team all NBA spot. Because I know like, you know, with Curry, you know, Curry's been good. 
you know, he had that great all-star game. He's been good. But, like, I don't know if his stats really warrant that first team just yet. And I think his spot you know, might be open for someone like Booker to come in, especially if he finishes, you know, above above Curry in the standings 100%. Now, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how he takes the reins and uh, how they finish off the season. Because they'll get him – they'll get Paul back right as the playoffs start. So, Yeah, they definitely don't need to rush him back. Um but Jose, I want to talk. I want to ask you about. You know, you got a, a young guy in DeAndre Ayton. You know, kind of seen as when he was drafting out. You know, people might have thought Luca could have been a better prospect. And even now, people think, regardless of the fact that Ayton was still the right pick, we saw what he saw in the playoffs. Um, and you know, another guy alongside Mikel Bridges, who you know isn't you know a scorer per se, but he can put some buckets up. Uh, how do you see those guys filling into the role of kind of stepping into a more um, offensive-minded role? Yeah, I mean, we saw it a lot in the playoffs last year, even when Chris Paul uh, missed the game. I mean, this team, you know, their role guys really step up to to the challenge. And I think DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, I mean, those high screen, those high screens at the top of the key, like that's going to be the, their deadliest weapon. It's going to be Booker and Ayton. And then obviously their complementary pieces, you know, Bridges is going to you know, have to take a step up. Um, Cameron Payne, when he comes back, I don't know what his injury is, but uh, he's going to come back and he's going to have to, you know, play a role. Uh, we were just talking about this Aaron Holiday they picked up at the deadlines for literally nothing, um, you know, could now have a significant role on this team. Uh, you know, this is the team that's, you know, in a comfortable, comfortable lead in the West. Like, I think that, like, the pressure on them is a little bit less because of that cushion that they have. So they're able to, you know, kind of experiment with, you know, different lineups, kind of see which, which player, you know, combinations mesh the best. And I think this is like almost, you know, perfect for their, um, what's the word? Re- kind of like resiliency going into the playoffs, you know, like when, when that, you know, trouble comes, how do they react? And I mean, it's better. It happens now than, you know, a couple, a couple months from now. So. I'm excited to see how the Suns team stays, you know, manages to stay atop the West. Yeah. Got to be depend, not be dependent on Paul because I feel like at times, especially during that uh, Buck series, when, when Paul was just not really being a main factor, uh, they need other guys to play up and step up in a role. But um, uh, according to, you know, ESPN campaign and Landry Shamit, uh, who should both be expected to take big roles in this offense going forward, will be available uh, this first game back. Uh, from the all-star break but dating back to the all-star break we got to talk about you know the rising stars there's a lot of you know young guys that we able to see you know either that was the first time on the big stage in the all-star game or seeing them in the rising stars competition um, I think three guys you got to point out are those young guys out there in Cleveland um, you know leading the skills competition uh, it seemed like there's no way they're going to make that half-court shot and of course one of the stars in the weekend Evan Mobley doesn't even need two attempts drain his half-court shot on his first try. So, um, Carson, I know you've been really high on this Cavaliers team and then this young core currently sitting in the top six of this conference. Do you think they keep rolling with this energy that they had, or do you think they're a team that, you know, might look like the Knicks uh, of last year where, you know, you had this great fairy tale season and you might set the tail off? Um, I just got to ask what you think about the Cavs going forward with uh, an improved Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think they're going to be like the Knicks. I think this team is legit. I think they could be like the Knicks in the sense that you know they, they could probably take you know a pretty you know maybe a rough first round exit because I mean you look at it like you know one like the Heat, Bulls, 
Sixers. Wait, okay, wait, I'm sorry. Can you hear me real quick? My AirPods just kind of went in and You're out. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyways, what I was saying is like Heat, Bulls, Sixers, Bucks, you know, Nets. There's five teams right there, five like elite championship for teams. One of those, one of those is gonna like not make it out of the first rounds. Cavs, you know, we'll see what they can do. And you know, they might not make it out. But I think for the long term, they're set. And I think they will be they will be making, you know, plenty of conference finals and championships in the years to come. I think they're that talented. Yeah. Jose, anything you want to talk about this youngest cat score as well? I just want to throw this out there. Maybe it's because they're both from Ohio, but like, is this Cavs team kind of like the Bengals of this year where in the beginning of the year, we're like, okay, you know, they're starting to impress, you know, they've had a stretch of years where they haven't been great, but you know, their young pieces are starting to come together into their own now. And I mean, in the second half of the season is where the Bengals really turned it up, especially towards the end. Could we see a similar trajectory with the Cavs? I know it's obviously two different sports, but like, could this Cavs team really make a deep push in the playoffs? And I think so. I mean, I like their, you know, the young, fun energy. It's like once the Cavs get hot in the playoffs, I just know everybody's going to jump on their bandwagon and everyone's going to be like, yeah, let's go Cavs. Sim- like exact same way as the Bengals. So, yeah, I, I believe in them just like Carson does. Yeah. They play defense, man. They play defense like at a crazy rate. Like they got – Plenty of wing defenders. Their interior defense is super elite. I mean, having Allen and Mobley both, like two of the best like rim protectors in the league, you know, together is, is ridiculous. And I think that that's going to be their calling card 100% in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, man, it'd be so nice if we could see – I don't know the severity of sex in the industry, industry, injury, if there's any possibility he could come back for the playoffs, but that would just make me – have an even better chance for this team. Um, I know, obviously, going into the offseason, there's going to be a lot of issues talking about that, whether, uh, you know, is he going to be a part of this team's future? Because it seemed like this offseason, there's some kind of speculations saying that they're going to side with Darius Garland, which at this point seems like they might have to because Darius Garland's been that good of a guy. But, um, you know, a closing lineup, you know, after the All-Star break, looks like you're going to have along the lines of Darius Garland, Okoro, Lavert, Mobley, and Allen. Um, you know, a lot of you, you can interchange love in there. You can throw in... Uh, of marking it in there. Uh, you got some solid guys. Uh, I do think, though, that there we could – I mean, you either see the Atlanta Hawks run where it's a, a run a year too early, but um, I think Trey Young is just miles ahead of what Darius Garland is this season. Um, so, I think – I could see them making – Hey, but Garland effort. can get there, though. Garland oh, no, can get there. Oh, I believe no, no, in Garland. No, 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 no doubt about that. But I just feel like right, – Yeah, like, right now. Yeah, sure. Right now. But I believe in Garland. A guy like Trey Young's miles ahead of him in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. an, a, an all-time playmaker out there at the point guard. Hey, position. top five in assists and scoring, bro. That's, that's – Yeah, yeah. Man's a hooper, but his team's been failing on him. About to go watch them uh, this weekend uh, as they face up against the Raptors uh, with Scotty Barnes, my boy. But uh, – no, going to be a good game. It should be a good one. It should be a good one. I'll have to get, we'll give a rundown on the channel after that. But uh, interesting team out there uh, with the Cavs. And uh, looking over on the other side of the standings, going back, um, we got some teams in some interesting situations in that bubble in the Western uh, play-in tournament. Uh, we got the Clippers, which are kind of just a mumble-jumble of guys trying to make their way around and uh, try to put some buckets up in a way that they can, can find their way. Um, we got the Lakers in there. Who, who knows what's going on with them? 
Westbrook's been borderline unplayable this season at times. Uh, the Timberwolves, you know, with the reigning three-point contest champion and Carl Anthony Towns, you've got a guy in Anthony Edwards who's obviously looking like he's well on his way to be a star in this league. Uh, definitely going to be an all-star next year if you wanted to put a bet on a guy that would be in there. But um, Portland Trailblazers, uh, a team sitting at the 10th place spot. Uh, we talked about them on this channel before. Uh, kind of an interesting situation since you'll probably be without Damian Lillard for the rest of the season. So um, do you think they're going to hang into that 10 speed? Uh, what, what's a team? Uh, Jose, I'll ask you, do you think your king can make a real putt, like role for that 10 spot? Because I don't think the Spurs have it in them. And uh, if Zion's not coming back for the Pelicans, I can't really see that. So I, I really see you guys as a riser in that, in that, uh, for that bland tournament. What do you think? I think that's also what the, you know, the front office saw when the Blazers traded away CJ McCollum, you know, the Kings had to make a move since the Blazers, they figured the Blazers would drop out, but the Blazers have been balling this past few, you know, this past week or two. So who knows the Kings have, you know, they've definitely looked better. I mean, they've looked like a solid basketball team with Sabonis. They still haven't really been winning. So I, I have to see them put together some wins first before I can really you know, pencil them in for that 10th seed. But honestly, at this point, I hope they don't make it. I hope the Kings don't make it because there's no point. Like, we're going to make the 10th seed to do what? Like, let's just yeah. let's just get another pick and just do the Kings thing this offseason again, waste everyone's career. Uh, because, I mean, dude, we're, we're not making – we're not making it. If we even – if we even make it to the 10th seed, we would play like the Lakers. Are we beating the Lakers in the first and round? Y'all gotta play the Suns like first round. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't or know. The Warriors catch up, but one of those it's two like, teams, yeah, two juggernauts. And it's not like we're good at drafting. So if we end up with like a 14th pick instead of a you know a sixth pick or whatever, we're definitely botching that 14th pick. Yeah. And I was just, it's, it's tough. I was just looking back on our draft video, and it was just me and Griffin filming it. And we're like, Jose, we know we know you might be watching this right now. We just want to say we're sorry for the dysfunction of your team, not knowing how to draft the right fit because nothing's wrong with Davion as a player. It just doesn't make sense for the fit and other guys that could have been around in that draft position. But um, Carson, I want to ask you, uh, looking at the East, uh, of those top six teams – you know, we kind of already mentioned the Cavs. Uh, we'll say we'll get rid of the Celtics in this situation. Out of the Bucks, the Sixers, the Bulls, and the Heat, which of the teams are you least confident in to make uh, a true push uh, for Eastern Conference Championship? They said Bucks, Sixers, Bulls, Heat. Bucks, yeah. Sixers, Bulls, Heat. Yeah, those four. Um, Bucks, Sixers, Bulls, Heat. I think it's the Heat. You know, I don't mean to disrespect them. You know, they, they've they been quietly, you know, up at the top. Um, this is no disrespect to them. I just feel like they just don't have the same depth and, and offensive prowess that the Bucks have, the Sixers have, and then that the Bulls have. And, you know, they hang their hat on defense, but they are on the older side. I mean, Butler and Lowry, you know, two of their best players, like, you know, who they're going to need a lot in the playoffs are – you know, high usage, you know, or not high usage, but high, uh, they have a, a lot of a career minutes logged, you know, they're a little bit older. Um, the, like I said, the depth isn't, you know, that crazy. 
Um, so I kind of worry about them a little bit. I think, you know, they're, they're chugging along uh, regular season, but I think I, I would definitely pick, especially with the Bulls, because I think the Bulls, you know, their upside, I think I like them and I like their roster a lot more uh, than the Heat, you know, in terms of their their star power, their depth. So I think I think I'd go with the Heat, but that is crazy, man. Like that, you know, Heat, Bulls, Sixers, Bucks, and then also like the Nets, the Cavs. Like two of those teams are not gonna make it out of the first round. Like that, like those are like whichever two teams you know don't make it. Like those are two really really high quality teams, um, which is just crazy that the East, you know, after all these years, uh, has kind of flipped Premier Conference uh, as of this year. Yeah. Jose, do you have a different opinion on that, on those four teams? Do you think a different one might might fall out of that situation? No, I was going to say the same thing. To me, like, out of the Bucks, Sixers, Heat, and Bulls, I think the Bulls are probably the team I want to see succeed the most. Um, and I think, you know, the Heat are probably the team I would, like, really not care to see them move on. I mean, it would be fun if they did. You know, obviously, that bubble team was, you know, really fun. But, I mean – I just don't think this Heat really has the, that it factor in the finals or in the playoffs in general. Yeah, I see that. I see that. But, hey, you know, shout out that boy DeMar Rosen. I'm not trying to, like, make a huge hot take here, but he, he's got some Jordan in him, bro. Like, this man's a dog out there in, in when it comes to Chicago. He's probably the closest thing in terms of play style they've seen to, since Jordan's left. Um, and you know Chicago. what's so funny? Because yeah, I, I remember, yeah, like, a few years back, maybe, like, 2016, 17, when he was on the Raptors, people were, you know, dogging on him on social media, like, if Jordan was in the NBA today, he would just be another DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I'm looking at DeRozan now. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. Your, your hyperbole isn't really that much because, like, that's how good he's been. Like, obviously, it, it sounds insane to, like, compare someone to Michael Jordan. But, yeah, the, when you talk play styles, very, very similar. They're insane in the mid range and he's been having a ridiculous season i mean he's like his efficiency is off the charts like he's like 25 a game consistently and especially you know as of late like yo that like week to two week run he went on before the all-star break was crazy like 35 plus 40 like ridiculous man he he really he really kind of cemented himself as like the alpha of this team and to have zach levine as your second scorer is ridiculous and but like like i said like the peak version of this team you know especially you know once they get crusoe back once they get lonzo back it just sucks they don't have patrick williams man i was thinking about that the other day I'm like man that like if they had him too like oh that'd be so scary it's just a shame that they won't get to see him uh until next year so yeah uh just for clarification damar in the month of february has been an absolute animal averaging 57.2 percent from the field on 35.8 points on about six and six a night Uh, this man's been unstoppable i believe broke wilt chamberlain's record for most consecutive games shooting 35 point getting 35 a game shooting better than 50 percent of the field was like will he broke wilt's record yeah no one breaks a a wilt record that's nuts And Will has, like, insane – like, his records are just way ahead of, like, so much more inflated than, like, everybody else's, and he topped one of those. Mickey Mouse Mouse records, but it is what it is. What's it called? I'm looking at – I'm looking at a question. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, The Nets, bro. There is a world where the Nets, like, 
actually don't make the playoffs. Oh, no, it's a betting, like, thing right now. I was checking it out. Like, you can get decent odds and then not making the playoffs. Like, plus 400. <laughs> like, That's what? Because, yeah, because who knows when Simmons is going to play. You know, it's, it's probably going to be, you know, maybe a couple more weeks. Durant coming back, and it's going to be a while for him, too. You know, Kyrie's only playing a few games. And besides those three, you know, you got Curry, uh, you got Curry, you know, Drummond, whatever. But, like, Sam Thomas, them, I mean, oh, yeah, Hooper. Cam Thomas. Cam but, like, Thomas, besides that, they don't got much, man. I don't like their depth at all. Cam Thomas is tough, though. Uh, yeah, we already knew that boy's gonna be a scorer, so I ain't surprised. But uh, nah, it's interesting though, because but the thing at the same time is though, do you see the Wizards jumping them without Beal? I mean, I'm gonna hate Kuzma until the day I die, so uh, I don't see Kuzma no, pulling that, it off. That is a good point. Like all the teams below the Hawks, like I, yeah, they're I don't see them do, doing anything at all. It's the really Knicks. the only teams left are the Knicks and the Wizards. Those are the only team left in contention. The Knicks are the only team I could see just turn around after this all-star break. Like, Randall's like, you know, I was out there last year. Should have been out here again. Like, I failed myself, and they turned around. You could see that, but it's also the Knicks. Like, I'm around Knicks fans every day here and from Miami because that's where all of them were from. They, they hate that franchise. They just believe nothing in them because Julius Damn. Randall just stole a bag from them. So, but no, hey, KP could turn Shouldn't into an extension. I know. Mm-hmm. But the uh, playing game is going to be really good for the East. I mean, Raptors, I mean, at the end of the day, Raptors, Nets, Hornets, Hawks, like that's a really fun little tournament. Yeah, you got an yeah. all star there in Van Vliet leading the way for the uh, Raptors. And yo, I know we haven't talked about them yet. The six, I mean, uh, the Celtics, Jason Tame's been on an absolute tear these last couple of weeks uh, going into the all star break. Um, you know, replacing Durant uh, as the starter on that team, but. Man, and you can't forget about Jalen Brown. You know, they have some, you know, apparently there's been some turmoil, whatever, in the front office talking about whether they can work together or not. But this man's a straight hooper because he was going out there saying, you know, you put Jared Allen in that all-star game over me. Like, that should have been me. Like, no disrespect to Jared Allen. But, like, there's some other guys rightfully deserved it because they've been hooping. But um, I don't know about their ceiling, though. You know, I don't like the fact that, you know, they got Al Horford in their rotation. But uh, that is what it is. Uh, the Hornets, though, I want to see them turn things around. They've dropped, like, what was it? They're one and nine in their last 10. Uh, they're not a good sight to see, but, you know. They need they, the all-star break. They need the all-star break. We always knew – we knew Melo was going to have a decent game in the all-star game. Like, come on. That kid that kid thrives for a game like that. Just kind of right up his alley. <laughs> but, um, man, I want to ask you, Jose. I got another question. Uh, I'll, I'll tell it off to Carson as well, but – uh. Who's a player you think is going to have a late a second season turnaround and like maybe assert themselves into like a wow, like this guy wasn't an all star, like wow, this guy like is wasn't considered for an MVP, now he is. Like, who do you think is a guy that uh, name a player in the league that you think could really make a run uh, potentially for you know being viewed as one of the top fifteen players in the league at the end of the season? Yeah. I think I know we I know we talked about him a lot and he has gotten a lot of praise this season, but I mean DeMar DeRozan's legit has an MVP like chance this season. And I was gonna bring this up earlier. His career stats, he's been averaging over 20 points since he was 24 years old. He is now 32. He's averaged almost six assists in the past five seasons. I mean, this is like a crazy career resurgence and I feel like his career is on a hall almost like a hall of fame trajectory I mean looking at 
you know, his career stats. Like, this is an actually insane career. Uh, basketball reference has him as, like, a 21% Hall of Fame chance. Um, but the NBA Hall of Fame is pretty lenient. So I feel like, you know, a couple more years he'll get in. But, yeah, I think DeMar DeRozan, like, he's got to get some more respect on his name. Definitely going to be top three MVP right next to, you know, probably Jokic and Giannis. But, that, yeah, that's that's yeah, Jokic, Giannis, and Bede. It's just a shame for Demar because I think you know it, it's just tough because those three guys, like you know, right there, are just having absolute freak months, like some of the best seasons we've seen from you know you know big men, and uh, yeah. you know they're leading their teams to high seeds. But, but if it weren't for those guys having generational seasons, I mean, literally, like Embiid, Giannis, Jokic are all having like seriously like all-time level seasons and like it like the Rosen you know yeah he's been getting his love too but if, if, if it wasn't for those three he for sure would I think would would definitely be up there um my guy I mean I already kind of mentioned him I think Booker I think Booker's gonna really thrive uh without not thrive but you know he's gonna really you know stand up and and uh pick up the slack for Chris Paul not being there and and elevate his game even more um someone else I think uh I think the Timberwolves, man. I think the Timberwolves. I think they have a strong second half. I think. Uh, I think they're they're actually serious now about about getting into the playoffs. I think they kind of have. You know, they don't have as much pressure on them as you know maybe you know they would have had in the last couple of years with like you know when's this team? You know, when are they going to finally figure out and make the playoffs? Well, I think this is the year. And I think uh, you know they're seventeen and a half back. Uh, you know, I think they. I think they try and you know maybe make a run at that five spot or something like that. Um, I think anyone in the West, I think anyone's going to want to try and play the Jazz. And I think, you know, if they stay in the four or five spot, I think getting into that four or five spot to potentially play them, I think it's going to be really important. I think they could maybe do that. I think, you know, Cat got a lot of confidence from, you know, being an all-star, winning that three-point contest. And I think, you know, he saw everyone out there at the all-star game and it was like, I'm better than all these fools because that's who Edwards is. He's one of the most talented, you know, uh, irrational confidence guys in the league and I think he sees that he's going to be motivated and I think he's going to really step up and have a monster second half too and I, I think they could maybe jump up a couple spots in the west I, I think the Timberwolves might have a fun second half all right well I'm going to read you this guy's uh stats from February obviously small sample size eight games but I think you guys can guess this guy pretty easily 36 points a game 10 and a half rebounds uh nine and a half assists 47 from the field 43 from three and 71 from the line. Uh, you guys, yeah, I'm guessing you guys can guess who that is, right? Luca. Yeah. Luka. Give me this man. I feel like he's low-key being underrated this season. Maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe this is guy He's finally getting into shape. That's why he's getting into shape. I think he's one of the top five most talented players in this league in terms of pure skill, basketball fundamentals. He's not a good athlete. We don't need, we don't need to sit here and debate that. But when it comes to pure basketball intelligence and skill, I think this guy's one of the best in the league. Uh, sitting at the fifth seed, you know, that's kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really project him to be that high this year when you have other teams going into the season that I thought would be better, such as, you know, man, you say the Nuggets would have been better than them. I mean, the Clippers injury situations. I mean, you could say the Timberwolves have more talent than the, the Mavericks, but when it comes down to it, uh, out of everyone, all these teams in the West, Luca's a top four player in the Western Conference, no doubt in my mind. I she should have been an All Star starter in my opinion. Uh, screw Wiggins, put it, put in Luca. Even if Luca is not a three, but like, yeah, yeah. 
I think Luke is really going to go off because, you know, he finally got Kristaps off his back. You know, he had all the pressure that he had to work this guy in with him, you know, be that European strong duo. But, man, he's he's got the LeBron, like, kind of carry a roster kind of vibe. You know, he's still got guys like Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, but, like, these aren't guys that, like, you know, you're really going to have, like, a game if Luke is out. Like, you can really trust in the backpack of team. Like, now it's Luca. We already know he owns the Clippers. I feel like this is a guy that if he can bring this team to like a solidified top four seed, just putting up absurd numbers, which wouldn't be crazy to me. I could see him saluting himself in the MVP race because I don't think it's an MVP race that's like anyone's running away with it. Kind of like how we saw in the NFL this year. Like, like if someone if like Tom Brady beat Aaron Rodgers, no one would have been mad or like vice versa. It was just kind of a weird year. And I think it's the same way in the NBA. I mean, you got you got guys you, like you said. We don't know what Booker could do. You know, now we got DeRozan's in this race, and Bead's got to be a front runner in this race right now, the way he's been playing. But hey, does Harden slow his production down? We don't know. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. But man, give me Luca. I like that I feel, pick a lot. I like I that like, pick a lot. I feel like Luca's getting underrated at some point because there's just so much talent in the league right now. Um, yeah, I think Luca's really gonna really gonna put on for. For, for on this, for put on for the NBA, NAL. Michael Jordan, he ran right to him on the, the All Star. He game. was he excited to see Luca. He was real excited. <laughs> he, he was excited to see Luca, <laughs> and he didn't care who Carol Anthony Towns was. I don't know if he knew who he was. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the bet that he did not know who he was. But uh, now, nah, give me, give me Luca. Uh, is there any other players you guys or any other topics you want to address here on this Monday night? Oh, man. Well, I want to touch on what you said about the MVP with the NFL, because I, I, I do agree in that, like, the NFL, I think the difference, though, is like the NFL, it was, you know, wide open and kind of anyone's race, but it's because no one was really up that crazy MVP level season. But it's kind of the opposite of the NBA where, like, it's wide open, but it's because there's a lot of guys putting up, like, insane seasons. Like, there's a lot of guys that are having, you know, career years and all-time level stuff. And the pool was really wide open. I mean, you mentioned, I mean, Luca, I mean, it's freaking Luca. I mean, this is the guy that, you know, we all thought was going to win MVP last year. And he's, he's been quiet this year. And, you know, he's, you said it, he's been overshadowed when it's like, you know, we kind of forgot, like, we were all kind of crowning Luca as like the face of the league, like, you know, the future face of the league, like just last year. And now he's kind of, you know, being, being a little underrated compared to everyone else. So, um, I don't know. Let's see who else. Hey, yeah, been just, a king, man. yeah, it could have been, but. You know, you got some beef there. His career averages are 26, 8, and 8.5. And like, that's yeah, insane. That's, stupid. that's stupid. And he's not even, what, like 23 yet? Yeah, he's rookie nope. season put up 20, 21, uh, 8, and 6. Like, what? It's insane how he's, consistent he's been since the start. Yeah, he's 22. Yeah. He turns, he turns, uh, what's it called? He turns 23 uh, on the 28th of this month. That's, like, crazy. Oh, my God. That's like, stupid. I mean, Bro, when he hits 24, I think, because I feel like it's it's a weird trend where, like, a lot of players, when they hit 24, they, like, elevate. Kind of like Booker last year. Like, Booker getting the finals, he was 24. Kobe's first final run, he was 24. You know, hey, real quick with Luca, like, because we all, we all love Luca and, like, he's, you know, generational talent. I feel like it's inevitable he's going to team up with someone. You know, he's going to actually get a mate that we all wanted, like, Porzingis to be. Who would you guys want for him? Like, who's the ideal Luca partner that would dominate the league for a couple seasons? Giannis. Mm. <laughs> Yo, I mean, yeah, but that would be insane. 
that's I remember I did a post about that a while ago. Like t- duos yeah. we'd want to see together, they'd be insane. You got him throwing Giannis lobs. Or Jokic. Giannis no, Jokic, or Jokic. Jokic. They don't help defensive wise. You gotta have a guy that compliments him that way. Like I thought, Kawhi yeah, would have been but insane. Those two but... offensively would be oh, it'd be prime time. And they're shoot. Oh my god, would been prime time. Yeah. Um, but Giannis, I, 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 I agree with Giannis too. That I think that'd be my number one choice. Or like, yeah. in terms of timeline, Mobley would be kind of cool. I feel like those guys would work together. Or even like Cat. Yeah, yeah, but Cat doesn't provide enough defensively though. I, I want a guy that ha- is going to be a defensive like he can help guard like the best player on the other team. So like one of the Celtics guys, if they ever got rid of one of them, um, I think that'd be a good fit. Brown. But I, if I'm the Celtics man. I mean, I'm glad they're doing well because it just proves that like you can't split them up. I, I think they're they're too good, and I just I, I like White on that team to be honest. He's been like a really like sneaky like good pickup for them. I will and say I, though just that can't split them. Yeah, I think Luca has the most trade value of any player in this league, no matter what. And you could say I think he's got more trade value than Giannis in terms of pure age and production, like. This man, like, he's like the he, yeah the best asset in the league. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I would, I would agree. Honestly, I always be doing my two K sims. This man, like, obviously, it's two K. This man's averaging like thirty seven, like fourteen, and like ten. I'm like, what, bro? This two K, bro. Averaging thirty seven. Hey, where's Mobley like, on that list though? Mobley's got to be like, like top five. Yeah, I just don't see Mobley clearly never losing him. Like, I don't see how they'd ever like unless like they fell apart. Like, it had to I be mean, unless they pulled the Kings and just traded them. <laughs> I think Jod be in there too. Yo, if Kaminga panned out, bro, this shit would be sick as fuck. Wait, can we talk about Kaminga for like thirty seconds? Absolutely, man. Man, it is so fun watching him. Like when he like, and he's playing like real minutes now. Like he's started like our last couple games. He comes in and he just gets buckets. Like he like he his per thirty six averages are like. In, I think he's averaging like 20 points, like per 36. He just comes in and it's like, he's really like, you know, you know, it's not like he's getting buckets. Like DeRozan gets buckets. He just gets <laughs> easy, like flow of the game buckets. Like whether it's like a spot up three, you know, a simple post up or just like, he's so quick that he, that he just drives by a guy and just dunks on, you know, their whole family. Like it, it's just simple in the flow of the game buckets that it's like, you know, it's crazy because he it's not like he ha- doesn't really have that much of an offensive game developed. He's just doing simple stuff, but he's so athletic that he it's you know it works so well for him. And he's he's so fun to watch. It, I'm I thought I thought uh, Moses Moody was gonna, you know, play a bigger early. role coming in early. I thought he was more like NBA ready compared to Kaminga, but man, I was so wrong. And I, I'm glad I was wrong because Kaminga is really awesome. It, it's so fun to watch him like develop ever so slightly every game. Yeah, yeah, he's averaging 15 and a half in February, these last eight games. So shout out him. And he's put up some like 20-point games too. He's had some decent yeah. – I know against Chicago he had a good game. Uh, Jose, were you looking to add something? No, just – his nickname is the cum bucket. Hey, it's the cum dumpster yeah. now or something <laughs> weird like that. Some weird shit like that. Um, he, he's out playing the cum bucket, bro. That is the worst nickname possible. Hey, hey I'm but- look- Oh good no hey. Yeah. He gets buckets. I'm looking to he see that man Josh Giddy keep developing alongside Shea, bro. He putting up trip dubs, bro. 
and he TikTok, he TikToking on the side, bro. But he's still, he bu- he's still open. Off against the Knicks. Nah, have you, guys, have you seen the video of like breaking down like the inbound pass to tie the game versus like I think it was like the Mavericks or something where like he's sitting there and he just goes like he like he raises one eyebrow and then like he just like throws a bullet pass to, like Williams he like just lobs it up like nice and perfectly. This man's got no, I haven't vision. seen I, I haven't seen that. He, uh, yeah. His passing's incredible, like with both hands and he, he just zips the ball like cross court, like it's. A little like Luca, like how Luca just, you know, like all of a sudden, like you don't think he has an angle and then he just zips across court. Yeah, I'll admit I wasn't the highest on Giddy. I remember I was literally watching our draft episode. I said that he has an extremely high ceiling, but his floor is just kind of low. Like I said, I think I had a pretty good comp for him. I said Penny Hardaway light was what I thought his his his, his ceiling was. And then I, I think I said, I forgot what it was. It was like Tyreek Evans, like regular ass as his like lowest comp. But hey, who just got reinstated to the league? I, I saw that. And I, I did say Jonathan Kaminga was Jalen Brown, which hey, we're looking like we're going in that direction right now. So yeah. I would take that. Hey, we're getting there sooner rather than later, too. Hey, yeah, I want to see, see Moody get involved, though, because I don't want to. I feel like if he spends the whole year away from the NBA, it's going to be hard on his development going forward, but yeah, he gets some run. He he gets like sporadic run, like, like some games he'll play like, you know, 20, 25 minutes or so. And then other games he, he'll like barely see the floor. So it's just kind of, mm-hmm. it's just kind of random with him, but when he comes in, he's not afraid to shoot, which is, is a good sign. So we need, but Hey, we'll revisit this in a week or two. Hey, we got, we got tons of content we can talk about going forward. Um, Got some maybe teams talking about what their offseason looking like in the NFL. Um, you know, we can't talk MLB since they don't even want to get on the field at this point with the, uh, the bargaining agreements going down. But um, we'll come back to you next week with another bang episode. I think Jose is coming on, on the air uh, this sometime later this week, provide us an episode. So we'll catch you there at that. But in the meantime, though, we'll keep you posted. Without further ado, it's been Coast to Coast Podcast. Signing out. Peace.